Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. 50 years, that's right, 50 years. Royal Pizza Edmonton owned and operated. Old school, big boy pizza. Royal Pizza for their 14 locations and the menu. Visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Royal Pizza, where the stopper recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. You can uh, reach us on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. There you go. 780-496-0063. We do have a couple lines open. Lots of texts coming in at 630-630. Lots of texts. This text comes to us from Brad. Bob, it's been a long year. This is Brad from the two Brads on the Europe Oilers Now trip with New West Travel. That interview that you did with Louis DeBrusque was probably the best on your show ever. He explained everything uh, with the final and even did so with a tear on his cheek. As for Brian Burke, once again, another fantastic interview. But let's sum up both interviews. Both guys don't want to see Milan Lucic traded. And why not give him an opportunity with Dave Tippett? Well, Brad, uh, thanks for the uh, comments. Content, 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 right? The better the guests you get, the better the show you have. That's kind of how it works. And uh, certainly uh, Brian Burke and Louis DeBrusque have significantly helped us in that regard. P, uh, no, wait, uh, Jackie texts the show. Jackie says, Bob, thank you, Brian Burke. I love him on your show, and he reinforces that the Edmonton Oilers need to keep Milan Lucic. Let's go to Alex from Penticton on line number two. Hi, Alex. Hey, buddy, it's really good here at Skahaw Lake today. Oh, man, that is... I know, life is rough here, buddy. That is... How could you do that to me? I mean, I could just... <laughs> How's the scenery out there today? Pretty good? Buddy, there's different styles of bathing suits that I've never even seen in my life before. Yeah, well, it's really nice out now here. Now, how old are you? How old are, you? Are, you are you in your 30s, Alex? No, 52. Oh, so <laughs> you realize that makes you a full-blown creeper, right, if you're sitting there coming? I, I know that. That's why I wear dark uh, glasses. Yes, I, yes, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, but anyway, yes, I love well, your show as always. My favorite show. Thank you. Um, I'm more convinced than ever that like, you cannot possibly have Lucic in Calgary. Oh, my God, what a nightmare that would be. I mean, you got Tuchuk already running around, whatever, and then, if, and then you have uh, Lucic backing him up. wouldn't like to see Nurse or Cassian try to take on Lucic. You're, no you're not the only one that feels that way. That's about too the, scary, buddy. Too you know, scary. I, I, it would not surprise me if Brad Trailiving was seriously looking 
I like I because I think Calgary's been a little intimidating. And I know the play. Oh, what are you talking about, Stoffer? You know. Well, you know what? The Oilers went seven and zero at one stage against Calgary between sixteen seventeen to half of seventeen eighteen. The teams they split their games this year, and the final three games were pretty quiet after some nastiness in the first game. I hear what and, you're saying, uh, and, and buddy. I have one more comment too about Lou, uh, Erickson. Like I have a buddy, a Vancouver Canuck fan, and he tells me he's done. This guy can't even skate, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. I don't want to see either one. If there was going to be something, at least out of the division or whatever, have a quick comment about this uh, Leaf defenseman here. Yeah, I'm not, I don't really like that idea, too. That seems to be a lot of term, and someone who's a little bit pricey, I'm not too sure. You know, I, I'm hearing about patience and patience. But here's what I like to say, Bob. If I was going to try to make a run at this draft, I'd go after that defenseman and try to pick number three overall. Bowen if I had to give up Yamamoto or another player plus the pick, I would go for it. I hear he's the real deal. He's the real deal. Thanks, Alex. Great call. Uh, There's a Now, is Skaha Lake the lake in... Uh, it's quite a remarkable story. I don't know if anybody's come across the story. But a woman went missing in the late 60s. And there, the husband was basically, it's like, you know, you would think it's a true crime story. The husband was always seen as being, the, you know, people always thought for years and years he did it. He always claimed nothing happened. And I'm not sure. I, it was a lake around Penticton. It might have been Skaha. Like, anyways, the story was she had lost control of her vehicle, and the vehicle had plunged into the lake before. And it, they finally found the vehicle like five or six years just five or six years ago, the husband had since passed away, but he basically lived the final 30-plus years of his life with everybody believing that he'd done it. And I'm not sure if it was in Skaha Lake or which lake it was, just by Pentecost. It was not uh, Okanagan Lake, by the way. My buddy Jimmy Annist, who owns uh, Yanni's Taverna, has got a unbelievable place that oversees... Uh, uh, overseas Lake Okanagan, but I, I know it wasn't on Okanagan Lake, so maybe somebody can text me if they've come across that story. Uh, lots of talk on uh, Yesa Poliarvi, Milan Lucic, and Mark wants to jump into the fray. Mark, how are you doing? Doing great, Bob. How are you? Good. Yeah, no, I, I wanted to jump in. Uh, first, I wanted to touch on uh, Milan Lucic. Um, you know, like, well, as the last caller had suggested, um, Erickson out of... Uh, out of Vancouver is probably done. Uh, I don't know that. I don't watch him. But uh, if if that's what people are saying that are in the know, then it's probably true. Um, my my concern with trading Alucic is is this and trading him in the division. I I know you read my text earlier in the week. You trade him to Calgary. Now just imagine that uh, that uh, man with his intangibles. Yes. And we all know what his intangibles are. Yeah. Uh, playing for playing for that club. I mean, we have a tough enough time playing that club without Lucic on it. I can't imagine him coming down staring at your entire lineup. That would. Uh, wouldn't instill at least a little now, the, fear into our lineup. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the one thing I would say is I don't think Milan's been overly engaged against Los Angeles. Well, he I hasn't t- He hasn't been playing the same way, but in, in fairness to him, I don't know what's gone on. But right. and that's, if, if I were to look, if, if I were to tell you what I see as an outsider, I'd suggest he's had some type of a neck problem. And, if, and the reason why I say that is just look at how he plays. Look at how the puck is when it's down in his skates. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know that. 
I, I, he could have had a strain in his neck or anything. Just for me analyzing how he's been playing, he I has, would suggest- he, he has a there. There's some things different about him physically than other athletes. It's just I'm going to leave it at that. He's dealt with a real difficult off ice uh, challenge for a number of years now, going back I think. Summer off the top of my head, summer of 2014 that he's had to deal with involving, you know, his father. So that was, which was quite tragic. And but I, I I will say and I agree with, with what Brian Burke said. Like Milan, um, the guys like Milan. Like there, I don't think there's any question about that. Like that, the man is all heart. Yeah, you know. Uh, but you know what? You also want productivity, and you you, you got to be able to put it this way. Milan has accomplished a lot in this league, which automatically garners him respect. And, oh, by the way, he can do something that very few guys can do. And it's not lost on the players that the games, there's a different tone in Edmonton since he got here. They're quieter. Like, there's very few teams that have tried to for the lack of a better term, nut up and throw down against Edmonton. Very few teams have gone that path, and as a result, for the most part, we've seen the Oilers' top players be fairly healthy. Um, and there's none of that extra after the whistle. There's It's been very minimal, right? The after the whistle BS. And before what happened is teams tried to come in here and bully the Oilers. And once Lucci... Now, the Oilers have... Well, they didn't try, Bob. They didn't try they to did. come in they here did. and bully they them. Bullied, they did. They bullied the Oilers, and it was frustrating to watch, right? And that, Because you've you, you got to have functional toughness. I believe that was Rob Tichkowski's uh, phrase. All you got to have that, and Lucic provided them with functional toughness. But the, in the first year, the problem is in the last year and a half, he's been challenged to provide them with that functional toughness. That said, I totally get the fans out there that saying you can't trade him to Calgary for James Neal. Others might say, "What are you talking about? James Neal's like a nine or ten times twenty goal scorer. He's a better player than Milan and a better bet to bounce back offensively." Um, I, it's it's a really and it makes for a wonderful discussion on sports radio because well, it's, that's pushing your chips into the center and hoping because that's that's really what that is and yeah. uh, you know I I would just say to the Oilers fans that that really um, don't like Milan what he's bringing to the table his contract and all of that stuff is just be careful what you wish for. Because you, you know you just might get it now. Now, getting away from Milan and getting back to uh, Jesse Pugliarvi, and, and I'll really make this quick because I know you've got other callers. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Jesse Pugliarvi, I, I would suggest, and, and maybe they've already done this, is that they've met with him personally, the GM. I would hope, and just explain to him the situation. And and I I would just say, you know, let's just uh, let's just give him some time to think because. If it is indeed a situation where the player, uh, you know, wants a fresh start and wants out, have that conversation with them and say, look, you know, we still believe in you, but this is, you know, this is what we're going to need. And and if he does take the approach, uh, you know, an obstinate approach saying, you know, I want out, it doesn't matter, da 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 well, then if you are going to let him out, you better get comparable return back. And if you can't get comparable return back, I'm, I'm sorry, you got to let him sit. You just gotta, or you let him go over to Europe or whatever. Well, no, but that's what I mean. It, you used, it, it, you it, used it, the very, you used the most appropriate word said so far, obstinate. Because there's some obstinance there, and it's not necessary. Like you know, there's it's some, not earned, Bob. That's the thing. I mean, if he's obstinate uh, because he feels he deserves more of a more of an opportunity, uh, that it's not. It hasn't been earned. 
He hasn't earned the ability to have that. We're not talking about uh, Paul Coffey uh, and Glenn Sather when they were butting heads wow. back in the uh, uh, the mid to, well, I guess, what was that, 86, 87, yeah, somewhere 86, around yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, back in Where he had earned... Yes. The the ability to say, you know there what, you I'm go. not I'm not playing. That's not what we're dealing here. We're dealing with somebody that hasn't proved anything. Well, I mean, ironically enough, I mean, you look at Lucic, and he, based on his uh, what what he's accomplished in the league, he has earned that with his teammates. Even though he's struggled over the last year and a half, they're still like, look, this guy's a pro. He's he's scared the crap out of guys around the league. He's been there's one of three or four players like him. And conversely, in Arby's case, again, he had about a 20-game window to start out 17-18 when he got recalled from the Rangers, uh, recalled from Bakersfield, played New York on a Saturday afternoon game, scored, was really good in that game. And guys were really excited for about a month and a bit. And then it just tailed right off. And people are saying, well, he should be on the first unit power play. He's on the wrong spots on zone entries on the power play. Like there is something missing there. And um, in order for him to ever get close to, you know, that said, people say, well, what about Marcus Nazel and the Pittsburgh Penguins? They didn't wait. So it's, it's an intriguing conversation. Mark, thanks for your thoughts, okay? Thanks, Bob. Yeah, let's go to uh, K-Jam. K-Jam, how are you? I'm doing good, Bob. How about yourself? Good. Glad to hear it. Hey, uh, a real quick on Yessi Pugliarvi here. You know, I know that there's there's a little bit of... Um there's a little bit of mystery around exactly what's gone wrong here. I mean, like, there's there are some things that you, we can point at and say it looks like it might be this or, or it seems like it's a little bit of that. But um, I, I think that, that something that Yessi should be considering here is, you know, like, how different is it going to be somewhere else? You know? And, I mean, like, and, and really think about that. And then, then, then there's more on top of that. You know, when you go somewhere else after being – and, and yes, he seems like he's got a personality about him, certainly. Um, you go somewhere else, and it's not going to be the same. And, and, uh, and I mean, like, I know that, that Edmonton's made where you could point as mistakes with some of the players that I'm going to name, but, you know, if you went to talk to them, I think that they might have some, some frank insight after, you know, everything they've been through in their career and some, maybe something to say about, about this. But, you know, if you were to go and ask Sam Gagne or, or Taylor Hall or... Or, or, or Jordan Everly, it's not the same playing somewhere else. You're not going to have, you know, any sort of, you're not going to have the same sort of cult of, you know, following around you. You're not going to be, you're not going to be a player of, of a whole lot of interest if you go some random place probably. Here, you know, if you make it work, you know, you have a chance where you have a place that will, you know, well, really, and some players like that. And some players don't. Like I can tell you that my perception of Taylor Hall is that he's all in for that. Like he can he can ride that out. That was not an issue for him. Uh, sure. But I do think when you get when that change occurs, KJ, I'm gonna cut you loose. Thanks for the call. Okay. No problem. Yeah. Um, when, you know, most players grow up quite a bit after a trade. Like Taylor Hall is a way better uh, professional now, which is not to say that he was a bad professional. Just that it was a learning experience for him. And again, to reiterate, if he ends up being a free agent, if New Jersey cannot get him signed to an extension, every team in the league should be looking at him because he's that good. He's that impactful. But he's also wiser and more mature now because of the move that resulted. All right, it's 149. We're going to take a timeout. We're going to get to this day in order's history. Reed's uh, Wilkins has got uh, he's got a, sh- a show tonight. He's coming up with Inside Sports tonight. and. Uh, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Brendan's going to tell you who he's got in the show tomorrow because I'm going to uh, step out and uh, attend an event tomorrow afternoon. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Texas at 6.30, 6.30 on our Heartland 4 text line at 153 at Edmonton. Uh, this text comes in saying it's amazing how short our memories are, uh, what the others were without a role player, tough guy in the lineup. Uh, they got ragdolled all the time. There's 15-plus players who can uh, win you a cup. Uh, leave them unless you get another protector back. Again, you can text us. Uh, Ken says, Bob, trade Lucic. He's washed up. I can't believe the love for him. I hope Holland has the smarts on this issue. Check our record the last two years. Okay, there you go. That's a range. To this day in Oilers history, Brennan Escott, what do you got? Well, this was kind of the start of the franchise. The NHL expansion draft is held with the Oilers claiming such players as Lee Fogelin from Buffalo, Pat Price from the Islanders, and Dave Hunter from the Canadians. That same day, Bob, the Oilers traded a second-round draft pick in 1980 to the Canadians for Dave Lumley and Dan Newman. Well, Dave Lumley was a productive player on multiple Stanley Cup champion teams. Uh, Pat Price had some ability. Always got uh, heard stories that maybe he thought he was a little bit better than he was. He might have been the number one pick in the WHA draft at one time. Uh, story with him was when the Oilers traded him, he had a ticket to a dinner and uh, he got traded and walked downtown and gave it to a guy that was struggling a bit in his luck and that guy showed up at that dinner that night. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, Reed Wilkins joins us right now. He's got Inside Sports. Reed's in studio. Hey, it's nice. I don't see you much because you, you don't... I haven't seen you much lately. Well, that's because you haven't been doing any shows because of all of the playoff That's games. one reason. The other reason is I avoid you. Oh. <laughs> oh, Bob, I love you. You know that. You should. You're the Angel Cabrera of sports hosts. I just like making Angel Cabrera references around you. <laughs> who was the guy from the trailer park boy boys at the glasses? What I don't know. I never watched that. Who, show. who is bubbles. the bubbles? Bubbles. You're the bubbles of uh, sports hosts. So look at it that way, okay? Don't take it. That sounds appropriate. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Don Ho, Tiny Bubbles, by the way, great song back in the day. Who do you have tonight on Inside Sports? Reed. Uh, well, Fred Stamps. He's going to be uh, honored at halftime tomorrow as okay. he retired as an Edmonton Eskimo. So uh, he'll be on. We'll have more on the Blues winning the Stanley Cup. And You couldn't have said, like, Dustin Johnson or something. Like, he's pretty good. You know, he's generally considered, like, maybe the, the most athletic of the golfers out uh, there. I would agree with that, yes. Yeah. Oh, comparing you? Yeah. Well, Hell has more majors than Dustin right now. Uh, is, right right is, now. Is, is Anhel the one that smokes? Yes, he smoked during okay. the round and drank Fernet Branca after he won. Okay, and he, like, he grew up on the streets of, I don't know if it was Buenos Aires or somewhere in Argentina. He's actually a pretty incredible story. I, I, I don't smoke. So not that I have anything against smokers because I don't want to upset them. Too. No, you're too healthy. 
yeah, supporters of Trudeau, I don't mind upsetting. But uh, yes, I am. I am the picture <laughs> of health. Let me tell you. All uh, right. So you yes. got uh, Fred Stamps and who else? You got, about? you got Jack Michaels on tonight. Jack will check in, and uh, Brendan will be there as well, reporting because uh, Tippett and Holland obviously are, are talking to. Uh, yes, he's taking over. I'm doing that so event. So you're going to be there. Yes. So anything uh, significant comes out of that, we'll we'll keep you updated well, there, there as well. There might be a couple tidbits of news. Coming, yeah, it'll so be interesting. Stay tuned, uh, shall we say? Tomorrow, Brendan, you are hosting the show, my friend. I uh, am a late invite uh, mm-hmm. to a tournament that I've been going to for 18 consecutive years. So thank you, Ian Herberts, uh, for inviting your uh, Angel Cabrera belt-like uh, <laughs> buddy. Uh, Ian knew me when I was skinny uh, back in 1989. When Reed, what grade were you in in 1989? Uh, Ten. 10, okay. And you weren't even born in 1989, were you, Brendan? Not for another few years. Not for another few years, yes. I met Ian in uh, 80, yeah, it would have been in September of uh, 89. There you have it. So, Ian and Stan Marple. One guy that was really good and one guy that wasn't that good but uh, made the most of what he had. Sorry, Stan. And he, <laughs> outkicked, Stan. And he outkicked his coverage as well. Poor Stan. What, what do you got for us t- on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now? We will hear from Elliot Friedman for our friends at the River Cree Resort Casino. We will have uh, either Morley Scott, Dave Campbell, or both to tee up the Eskimos. Get, get both they, on. Do and like Blake, too. Get Blake, too. Blake Derma. Yeah, that's right. So the Eskimos kick off their season tomorrow night at home. So we will uh, get a preview on that and uh, maybe cooking up something special for 105 as now, well. Now, you are gone all next Week. That's right. So, uh, and I'm so Dayton's been helping us out. Thank you very much, Dayton. Uh, Reed, when are you going to Vancouver? Well, Wednesday. Yeah. Jack and me are flying in Tuesday night. So, cool. There you, there you have it. We'll be doing shows from CKNW, where I used to uh, join yeah. Jim Mullen once in a while when he had his night show out there oh, nice. years ago, back in the day. Everybody, have a uh, terrific uh, next couple days. And if you're down at Rogers Place tonight uh, with Ken Holland, Dave Tippett, Tom, and Selmy, and a cast of thousands, we'll see you there. So long. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan, followed by the 632 afternoon news with Jalen Nye. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.